Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on our show, we have an amazing guest. His name is JB and he is a Christian rapper from Dallas, Texas. Now, JB has an amazing story to tell about how he found God as a child, but also how he had a great respect and love for God. Well, I can't tell you his story. You just have to hear it for yourself. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with JB. Hello, JB. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Finding God Podcast. I'm really, really excited to talk to you and just hear about your experience with God and what you've been up to lately. What I want to know is I know a lot of people talk about how they have had experiences with God and they've talked about how their childhood played into that. So just tell me briefly, what was your childhood like and what did you learn about God during that time? My childhood, you know, I was raised by my mom's, you know, she would send me to my grandmother's on the weekend. And my grandmother, she didn't play about God. You were staying at her house every Saturday morning. Whoever is in her house is going to church. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> and those would drive me nuts, man. But, like, she made sure I knew what I needed to know about God. And I'm thankful for it. So what were some of the things you learned about God when you were a child? What were some of the things you were taught? Um, She would teach me basic things, you know, like the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. keeping his commandments, especially uh, the Sabbath. Right. She made sure I knew what the Sabbath was about, keeping the Sabbath was. So how did that translate when you went home? Were you able to take some of these values with you when you went home? Or like with it two separate things you were able to compartmentalize them? How did that work? I was, you know, I was able to remember most, because like I said, it was basic, so it was very easy for me to remember. So what was your perception about God as a child? What did you think about him? 
like I knew God was real, even though I was, you know, just a kid, right. you know, you know, a kid being a kid, but I knew like a little bit of how good God was. Okay. Now, see, I'm, I'm intrigued by that because I know a lot of people I've spoken to um, had a different story and they were afraid of God. But I'm excited to hear that you said you knew how good God was as a child. Like what made you see him in that positive light as being good? Like what happened? Prayer. Okay. You know, yeah. Praying for certain things and seeing things actually happen. Wow. Seeing, you know, actually getting what you pray for, you know, that's that's what helped me understand. That's amazing. And I'm, this is, I'm, I love this because, like I said, I've heard different things. And this is the first time I heard about someone who is that young who got to see God as being good and getting their prayers answered. Because apparently your grandmother taught you that you need to talk to God. And I think that's awesome that she was able to tell you that. And just hearing you talk about the things that she taught you, it seemed like she taught you more about like getting to know God and not so much about like all the other things, like the, all the religious stuff. She taught you about God. Is that correct? Yeah. I could tell. That's amazing. So as you got older, did you continue to go with your grandmother to church like during your teenage adolescent years? And how did that play out? Me, like I said, me, a kid being a kid, when I became a teenager, you know, it was a different story because, you know, like I said, you know, just being a kid, you yeah. know, it would drive me nuts to always have to go. So I would have to find other places to go so I wouldn't go to my grandmother's yak. And then when I did, you know, I turned 13, you know, I was heavy into the hip hop. You know, yeah. that's what I wanted. Yeah, during my teenage years, I kind of drifted away, you know, from the word. I know you say you drifted away. But exact, like, how far did you drift away? Did you drift away to the point where you just didn't want to hear anything about God? Or were you, like, listening to some stuff and not everything? And I'm asking because I know when I was a teenager, I drifted away, too. I still went to church because I had to because, you know, my mom had that rule about being in my house. You got to go to church. But I would only listen to, like, music that had nothing to do with God, nothing to do with gospel when she wasn't around. So, like, what was your drifting like? Like you said, I would listen to some stuff, but as far as people trying to, you know, guide me to go back that way, you know, I wasn't trying to hit. And what's funny was, like, even though I was into hip-hop, I would always, people would always share with me about Christian rap, or I would hear about a lot of Christian oh, wow. rappers in New Orleans, but I never, you know, I never paid attention to it. Yeah, that's amazing. What kind of, do you, do you remember any... um specific names they talk they talk to you about when they mention Christian rappers or anything? I know it was one one guy, he was well known for it. His name was Anointed Soldier. Okay. And it was another guy called Breathe Easy. But the rest, yeah, those were the only two names I remember. As you think about this, did anything happen during your teenage years to make you think about God? And if so, what was it? If not, when did you start to begin having a relationship with God or, you know, drifting back toward God? When I uh, graduate, you know how they say it takes a major tragedy to make yeah. somebody change? Exactly. So, 2005, you know, I had just graduated from high school. Yeah. My parents, I was staying with my grandmother. My parents were living here in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So, we came out here to visit them after, the gradu after my graduation and my grandmother had just retired from my job. So we came out here for a little while. We were supposed to go back to New Orleans on Labor Day. Right. And that's when Hurricane Katrina happened. Right. I remember that, yeah. So after Hurricane Katrina happened, 
we ended up staying here. And, you know, everything I tried to do in New Orleans, as, as far as hip hop, all that was mm -hmm. taken away. And I, the house we was living in, that was pretty much destroyed. So I didn't have anything to go back to. And, you know, I, I was walking around here, you know, just angry and stressed out. Like, what is going on? Every time I'm trying to do something, it blows up in my face. And then mm. one night, God just began to speak to me. Like, you know, he really made me understand that by us being here, he was keeping us safe. I'm like, okay, I hear you, Lord. And so right then and there, you know, I knew that I needed to be closer to him. Mm -hmm. I know you do Christian rap. So, of course, I'm, I'm excited to hear how that got you back into Christian rap and how it got you back into God. Even when I got saved, I didn't want to do it. But right. so many people kept approaching me about it. And once again, God began to speak to me and feed me stuff that he saw fit for me to write for him. Right. You know, I met some friends out here, but they lived out there in Huntsville and Madison, Alabama. So I would always travel to Huntsville to perform and do music with them. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, since my ministry started here, how about I live here? So that's how I ended up moving out there in 2009. What are some things that you learned while you were in Huntsville working on music and how did your relationship with God grow? I, what I learned was, basically, especially when you're doing music, you feeding stuff to people, you know, it's very important to live what you talk about. That is so true, yeah. Because you may not think people are watching, but they are. So it don't matter, it don't matter which side you're on, whether you're in the world or you're with the Lord, your life is always an open book. It's true. People are watching us. And it's crazy because sometimes you don't even know it. Like, I remember I went in the store one time and this lady was like, you know what? This is the first time I've seen you in sneakers. You always wear heels. And I'm just like, okay, because she worked there. And I just never really paid attention. I wouldn't think somebody who works at a store would be paying that much attention to what I was, you know, wearing to comment. Oh, I've never seen you in sneakers before. So even small things like that, people are watching. So if they watch things like that. You're right. They are watching how we live, especially if we say that we're representing God because they want to see that, hey, you're living up to what you say you're doing. I have a question I want to ask you. The question that I want to ask, what made you decide to do Christian hip hop? I know you kind of mentioned it, but was there an incident? Was there something major that said, this is what you need to do? This is what you should be doing. You need to go for this. Basically, it's because, you know, I love, because I love music, uh, again, about my grandmother, she tried to, she told me I needed to start singing more, but I was too shy to do it. Right. So I can't sing, but I can rap and I love making music. And plus, I'm, you know, by me living for the Lord, he influenced me to continue to do it for him. Well, how did you get over your shyness? Because I have seen you perform before and you didn't seem shy. You didn't seem afraid. So what happened to change that dynamic for you? Man, it took years of crack pep talk. Me, I had to pep talk myself. This is something I want to do. I can't be, <laughs> I can't be shying away anymore. That is true. That's true. Well, you did a good job getting over it because I would, until you told me that I never knew that you were ever shy about it because I've never seen you shy even when you're performing. Now, maybe you were afraid, but if you were, it did not translate to the crowd because we had no clue that you were nervous or anything like that. Tell me about a time in church that you had a positive experience and how that affected your relationship with God. 
then tell me about a time in church where you had a negative experience and how that affected how you view God during that time. A positive experience, you know, again, it's music related. You know, it was a trip to know that, you know, I'm just a young buck around everybody, but I would have people coming up to me, like talking about how they was influenced by me. Oh, wow. And, you know, they would see me in this place. They would see me in that place. And it just blew my mind. I'm like, wow, because, you know, I don't I don't expect people to tell me that. Right. <laughs> it was other people I hung around. They would get those kind of comments. But to hear somebody say that about me, that, you know, I was I was blessed to hear that. You know, yeah. that was a blessing. Now, my negative experience, you know, I'd admit, like, just getting in, you know, getting to know God and being into the church. Mm-hmm. I was kind of naive about thinking that everybody in church was positive. Right, right. Because, you know, over the years, you you know, you would think some people are cool, but then you start seeing them true colors and how they would treat you. I'm like, wow, I, I yeah. never expected this. You know, over time, I learned, you know, just to see people for who they are and to make sure I'm doing what I need to do for God. That's good. So it didn't have any negative effect on you or anything like that because you, it seems like you have perspective already. It seemed like you just knew that, okay, this is just how they're acting. It has nothing to do with me. It doesn't represent how God acts or how he is or anything like that. This is just them. So it didn't really affect you. I mean, you know, I would feel bad to be yeah. treated like that sounds, but you know, I would just have to get over it, man. Keep it moving. That's a positive way to look at it. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Cause some, it's sad to say, but sometimes like in a church environment, you have to have like a tough skin <laughs> because if you don't, yeah. it's like that people will come for you and you will either do two things. You either get frustrated and leave or you'll be combative and aggressive. And neither one of those things are good to do or be. So I think that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. I do. And I, I know most people be like, man, I could have dealt with this in the streets. I had to come in here and face this. That was true. I used to tell my mom sometime when she was alive, I used to be like, why is it that people outside of church are just so much nicer? I'm like, I get along with them so well. And I'm like, then I go to church. And then you have to fight with people. And then you're just like, oh. That is so true. Sometimes you just have to let things go. I had experience in church where somebody came up to me just saying a whole bunch of stuff. And at first, I just told them what I thought, and that was the end of it. But I thought that was appropriate because I'm like, okay, well, you shouldn't come at people any kind of way. You have to know that there's a consequence. Like, if you come talking crazy to people, they might just come and talk crazy to you. Because even though we are saved and we are Christians, there are times when you get what you get and you should just probably just leave people alone. But then after a while, I was just like, this is dumb. Cause I found myself going to church angry. Right? I was all defensive, being stressed and having anxiety. I'm like, God does not want me to be like, this is not the way to go. So I was just like, you know what? Whatever they think is fine with them. Of course, by that time, nobody was saying anything to me because they had learned their lesson by then. So no one was saying anything. But I was like, you know what? I just can't let it get to me. I was like, if God and I are fine, then I can't worry about anybody else. I'll just pray for them. Hopefully they will be fine with God on their own. But for the most part, like, I'm done with that. It's just not even worth it. Because it distracts you from what we should be doing, which is being a light, letting people know God loves them. And it just takes our focus off of what we're supposed to be doing because we're too busy with all the infighting and all that stuff. So I was just like, yeah, Word. just let it go. Based on what you're saying, it seems you're like, it's exciting because it just seems like you were taught the right way. So as far as your relationship with God, 
how has it changed from the time you were? I'm not going to say a child because we know that everything has evolved since we were kids. But let's just say when you first found God, how has it evolved from when you first found God to where you are now? You know, I learned to be, you know, more positive, mm-hmm. more humble. Right. And though it's hard, you know, you got to learn to love your enemies. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You gotta learn to be, you know, be more strong, man. Like you said, have tough skin. Yeah, that's true. Not to let stuff bother you. <laughs> no, it's true. And then it's like trying to find a balance because it's like you have to have a balance where you let people know, listen, this is not acceptable because I understand you may not be having a good day and things aren't going well, but it's not acceptable and it's not appropriate and it's not even right for you to come at people any kind of way. So I think this be a balance where people know, okay, there are some boundaries that we have. And we should stick with these boundaries because it's one of those things I have always felt when I was a kid, like people used to always say, Kiana, you know, you should do this and you should do that. And if someone says something, you should never say anything back. And I had a teacher and he would always be like, be humble. And I would see people like walk over him all the time. And I would sit back there and I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that's not what God means. I mean, I would be like that I would think that all the time kind of like okay I understand turning the other cheek but just to be like a doormat for people to constantly use you and be like it's okay just use me again it used to bother me I used to always say why don't you just say I don't like the way you treat me makes me feel this way let's not do this and this is how I want to be treated I'm like why doesn't he set up boundaries but he never did because he said that's how he was being a Christian but as I got older and as I started to read, I'm just like, okay, we do, I do think forgiveness and, you know, accepting people and loving people is something we all need to do. But I always say, I think we need to have a boundary where we're just like, okay, this is not acceptable. You can't hurt, you know, that you can't talk to me like this. I'm not going to let you disrespect me this way. If you need anything, I love you. I will help you in any way possible, but I refuse to stand here and let you be disrespected. And it's kind of hard sometimes to find that fine line because it has to be a line or a boundary. But I just think that, um, and I found for me, sometimes like I pray and ask God about stuff. I'm like, God, this person is getting on my nerves. I need some help. So this is what I want to do. But what do you want me to do? And then it's like, I come up, God tells me a way to, deal with the situation with boundaries, but still in love at the same time. So it's difficult sometimes trying to come up with that boundary or waiting to hear what God is telling you to do instead of just running and handling it yourself. Because even though, you know, if we handle it ourselves, it'll get resolved, but maybe not the way it should be resolved. So what is your perception of God now? How do you view him? Because I'm pretty sure if you viewed him in such a positive way as a child, the way you view him now must be awesome. The way I view him now is, you know, God is always good. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be some things that we want. We may not get what we want. Even if it is positive, we may not always get what we want. Right. But still, we have to understand that Father knows best. So what advice would you give anybody who's just, looking for God and they're not sure where to find him, what advice would you give them on how they can start looking for him and finding him? One, I would say prayer. And two, I would say, you know, believe. Yes. You know, believe that he is real, even though majority of people try to tell you that he's not. Right. You got to know it in your heart how real he is. That is good advice. I was listening to a sermon yesterday and it was talking about how a lot of times we don't believe like God gives us salvation. He gives us grace. He gives us love. And it's all there. All we have to do is believe we have it and accept the grace and the love that he's given us. So many people don't believe that. Pastor was saying that 
people think that we will go to hell for sin and stuff like that. And he's like, that's not really how that is. He's like, we, if we don't believe God has forgiven us, then we'll go to hell for disbelief. Not because of sin, because God knows we have that issue. He knows we're dealing with it, but he already made a way of escape for us with the same problem. But if we don't accept his free gift and if we don't believe in him, then that would be a reason that we weren't saved because not because we don't have it and because we're not saved, but because we don't believe it and we don't accept it. You have to believe in him and that he is who he said he is. Because once you believe, then you know what you believe in, you know who you believe in, you know what you trust. And then all of these things that we look at and get stressed about or worried about, we wouldn't even be worried about it because we know that God is who he said he is and he's going to do what he said he would do. So I love the fact that you said, pray about it, pray. So get to talk to him, get to know him and then believe. Thank you so very much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being on Finding God Podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. What an amazing interview. The thing that resonated with me the most about this interview is when JB was talking about how you have to believe in God. And that is so true. You have to believe that he loves you. You have to believe that he is there for you. Believe me, people will tell you that God is mad at you or that God is not going to love you if you do certain things, but that is not the truth. And you have to believe that no matter what you do, no matter where you go, that God loves you and that he always will. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is a song by JB, and it is called, Are You Listening? JTB, United Saints, Holy Ghost Grammar, Revelation 229, either half an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit said to the church. Got a few public service announcements. Ready to hear it? Listen up. If you believe in love, you will need love. Get what Jesus does. Flesh your blood could be blank, but he's above. And looking down to see this looking down, how we sit and proud. But he can turn it on the bond and cause a smile. Sometimes we have to wait. It may take a while for certain situations. We gotta remain faithful, have the patience. Learn the rules of Christ, that way you don't lose the fight. If you choose to reject the tools, you can lose for life. The board is open, take a cruise tonight. Open your mind to life, love and salvation, see what this dude is like. Bacon and only good from his work, we can learn. Beat the terms, he's the kind of guy that's speaking verbs. The word will put you in your place. How can you say you love a God you never seen? Just spit in your brother's face. Switch it up and let's carry on, cause love changed me. We got him singing this very song. I hope you hear me, really hope you listen. I can tell you it's better to live right, but I really hope that you're listening. I can tell you something there to change your life, but I really hope that you're listening. I can tell you Christ died for your sins, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I can tell you God is ready to forgive, but I really hope that you're listening. I trust and obey him all of my days, cause all of my praise goes to him in all of my ways. There's nothing but joyfulness, I'm here to glorify him, not divide him. He's the truth, is important, I don't deny him. Access is granted, I let him into my life. He's erasing all the sins of my life. I've been through the fights, been through the pain, been through the shame, been through the harm, been through the storm, just storming the same. But by the grace of God, I'm still shining bright today like her friend. I'm just trying to see brighter days. See it right away, so I'm seeking insight today. Salvation is free, but there was some price to pay. Christ paid it when he went to the cross. He gave us all to get us. I pray that after the world's ending, I'm living with him. He is amazing. I acknowledge him daily. Smiling and praising. I gotta thank him. I hope you hear me. I can tell you it's better to live right, but I really hope that you're listening. I 
could tell you something that'll change your life, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I could tell you Christ died for your sins, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I could tell you God is ready to forgive, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I could tell you it's better to live right, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I could tell you something that'll change your life, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I could tell you Christ died for your sins, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you're listening. I can tell you God is ready to forgive, but I really hope that you're listening. I really hope you listen. Listen, just listen. 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 Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys for hanging out with me today and for listening to this amazing interview with JB. If you guys want to get in contact with him or hear any more of his music, all the links can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on it and you can either hear his music or get in contact with him on Facebook. If you have not already followed us on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts, go ahead, follow us. So that way you don't have to wait until I post the podcast before you can hear it. It will automatically be downloaded to your phone or your computer or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. And you'll automatically have it so that you can be one of the first people to actually listen and get the episode of the podcast. If you have not shared an episode of the podcast with a friend, well, go ahead and do it now. Go share an episode of the podcast with a friend and invite them to be a part of the finding god community i think that is all i have to say if you guys want to get in contact with me you can also find all my social media information in the show notes as well well guys thank you so much for your time thanks for spending time with me i love you all have an amazing day and have a wonderful weekend and always remember that god loves you bye-bye